Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Wonderful. This is Wonderful, a show where we talk about things we like that uh, is good, that we are into. And um, what's up, sports fans? I hope everyone's excited for sports season to start back up again. Well, for some. All my friends talking about big games going on in the worlds of football. For for some, it's been going if you are, let's say, a baseball enthusiast. No, really? I thought that all the sport, I thought sports were like school, where in the summer, everyone kind of takes it off. That would be nice. That would be nice. I, feel I mean, like for them, for, for the sure. baseball players, yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably a lot less injuries, you know? Yeah, and also, they don't even get to go to the beach. And I'm sure there's some baseball, that's not true. I bet you baseball players hate the beach. Because it's like, where are we supposed to play baseball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a narrow strip. That we're supposed to, the baseball field is so crazy. It's the only sort of weird diamond shaped uh, sporting arena. <laughs> and that is a shape that doesn't occur in nature very often. Um, and so, but football, you can play that on a <laughs> beach, uh, volleyball, of course, uh, designed for it. It's like when you go on vacation and you're like, where can I podcast? What even is this? I want to podcast somewhere and I can't figure out where to do it. Yeah. Very few good podcast places to do it on the beach. Yeah. That's why no one's ever done a beach podcast before. No one would even try. They wow. get grains of sand, grains of sand in their <laughs> microphone. Doesn't work anymore. All you hear is rattling around every time I talk. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear a bunch of birds. Angry sea, like waves. loud seabirds and Who would waves. choose to listen to waves ever? Who would ca- want to listen to waves and boats and parasailers and regular sailors? Not <laughs> this guy. I'll stick to my land podcast. Thank you very much. Do you think parasailers ever say like, oh, yeah, I'm a sailor. And everyone's like, oh, it's like. A parasailor. A parasailor. And Sorry, in the biz, we just say sailor. I would like to meet the person who, when they learn the fact that someone is a sailor, they go, oh. <laughs> like they've seen a a mummy or something, a sailor, a sailor. I don't think I've ever met a sailor. It would be exciting. I think. Have I? I mean, I don't know. I feel like hmm. outside of a musical theater setting. Okay, fine. There yeah, are a lot you really of sailors. The legs out from under. There are a lot there. of sailors in musicals for some reason. Do you have a small wonder? I feel like the thing you normally would do as a small wonder is going to be my big wonder. I know, right? Um. I don't know if I've talked about smoothies. Have I talked about, I've probably mentioned sure, smoothies. Of course. they're. Yeah. I'll say, I'll, to get more specific, I'll say the smoothie as a vehicle to get nutrition into your child. Yes. Our, um, our big son, um, real, real uh, slight uh, boy. Slight uh, of frame. We have been told to try and get him to gain weight. Bulk up. And anyone that has had a six-year-old is likely to recognize that they are often quite picky, including Big Son. Yeah. But then it just hit me. I just make him a smoothie. I just put a bunch of, you know, big-time muscle protein powder. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's what they call them, big-time protein muscle powder for kids. I'm going to go to GNC later. I'm going to be like, where do you have the big-time protein muscle for kids powder? Don't get it for adults. He will get huge and crazy looking if you use the adult big-time powder. Yeah, exactly. You don't want him to get too big, you know? That's not something they want to Well, I feel like you specifically don't want him to get too big. I don't, well, of course, as his father, I don't want to feel threatened by my own uh-huh. not, not, not at age six. Not at plenty six, of time. good Lord. Um, my small wonder is gonna be, oh, <laughs> it has to be. We're gonna, here we go, baby. Tilapia, tilapia. Ooh. Tilapia. Yeah, okay. The, the tasty, unassuming white fish 
that is easy to cook, tastes great, and I like it. It's for whatever reason the fish I have cooked the most and prepared the most and feel like I can't mess it up really. Yeah, it's not as like beefy as a salmon. I don't you want know? it to be beefy like a so salmon. So it cooks through real quickly. It cooks through real crispy and get a nice for the first time I cooked it uh, a few days ago and did like a flour dredge on it, get a little crust on it. It was it nice. Good as hell. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. Um I go first this week. Okay. I'm gonna talk about a TV show. A, uh, a a non-struck project, uh, as as per the SAG after rules. Uh, this is a a reality television show from our friends in South Korea. Which this has been an absolutely baller year for reality television. I feel like I think that I feel like we can say that confidently because we are experts. Very yeah, I guess as close as, as I mean, there thousand is. hours. We probably put a thousand we, hours into reality. I thought television. it was ten thousand, but even that I think we're probably <laughs> inching towards. Um this year I feel like all the like classics have been hitting so right. I would say Survivor this year, easily a top three season ever mm-hmm. uh top chef this top year chef was good fucking excellent um we got a bunch of newcomers uh, a lot of which are new to north america and have been ported over from other regions uh like uh the traders was very very good uh we talked about love village did we talk about love after divorce i believe we did we mentioned that we were watching it yeah yeah two uh two two sort of romance uh reality shows from japan that are very very good south korea has been crushing the game though physical 100 yeah yeah yeah. so good can't stop thinking about it uh siren survived the island like we were so obsessed with that show and just absolutely tore through it and right now our new obsession these past few days, beep, 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 hot off the presses, is called New World, uh, which apparently ar- arrived in many regions uh, on Netflix back in 2021. Oh. Um, but as far as I can tell, is is new to us. Um, Ooh, may- that makes me excited that maybe there'll be another season quicker. Oh, I hope so. Um, it's the, been out for a while. I had a hard time sort of preparing this segment because I feel like pitching this show and making it sound like a good television show is actually kind of hard um, because the sort of base components of it don't sound all that special or spectacular. A lot of what makes this show good is the tone and the execution and the cast of it and how deeply the cast buys into the premise. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of unusual aspects of this show and they work best because the contestants are just on board immediately. Immediately. And they they are, there's never any like survivor style. Like I don't want to be here anymore. No, 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 no. Everybody is, is, is into it. So, Six Korean celebrities that are, they are mostly um, comedians from like the variety show okay. cir- panel show circuit, right? So yeah, we get think, told they're celebrities, but they're not anybody we recognize, right? So like, uh, think of um, I mean the the nearest sort of point of comparison for like what we are familiar with is like um, imagine if the uh, like the Terrace House panel, like the six people who just like make jokes and are very very funny and charming and talk about Terrace House, they, like imagine sort of that 
that sort of vibe, that sort of camaraderie between these six people. I feel like a lot of them know each other already and have worked together on on variety shows and panel shows in South Korea in the past. Um, so they get to live on a utopian island in homes fashioned to their exact specifications. Yeah. Um, so we see interviews with each of them on the first episode where they indicate the kind of house they would want. Yeah. So like one person's like, I want to live on like a seaside Grecian shack. And some person's like, I want to live in a very minimalistic a uh, place with lots of cleaning supplies, and then these things are provided to them. Uh, after they arrive, they receive phones, and the phones have uh, like a local messaging app they can use to stay in touch with each other, uh, a banking app, uh, and that is very important because the goal of the game of New World is to earn a a fictional virtual currency called Nyang, and they are told that after one week on the island they can exchange that fake currency for real money back in the real world. That's basically the like overarching structure of the game. Is and it's get... like six days, right? Or yes. something like that. Yeah. Uh, so the way they earn that currency is by taking part in games that are introduced and changed every day. Every day there is a new activity. There is a new game to play. Uh, and the games are the thing that makes this show special are, are what make this show work because they are so outrageously intricately designed and hysterically funny like designed for just hilarious madcap antics between all of the different cast you know it's got kind of a taskmaster vibe in that way yes that's a really really great comparison that i had not i was thinking about of. the fact that like they're comedians they're bought in the Tasks are kind of absurd. Right. Uh, and all of that is similar. Yes. And in the same way that Taskmaster rewards lateral thinking, a lot of these challenges do as well. Um, I don't want to talk about the first one because I think the first, I think if you make it through watching the first challenge of this show, you get hooked because there is a twist to that first challenge that I feel like just talking about it would spoil it. Uh, that like immediately tells you what kind of show it is that you're going to be watching. I want to talk about, because I feel like we have to discuss one of these games in order to sort of like drive home why are they so special. Um, so the, the one of the episodes we just watched, the game for the day is this Monopoly style property investment game where all of the different locations on the island, there's like a cafe and like a restaurant and a garden and like all of these different locations. You can purchase them with this fake currency from the bank. Um, and then every half hour, the value of those locations changes. And so the idea is to buy low, sell high, uh, you know, throughout the day so that you can cut a, a big profit. Um, those changes in price are telegraphed somewhat by rumors. And some of these rumors are like, you can just be walking around an island and come across two like NPCs, like just two of the like crew members on the island talking about like, did you hear they're building an underground tunnel under sunset, uh, sunset crossing? And so like you could hear that and think like, okay, well, I need to get my hands on that property because it's going to go up. But that's just one way in which the you can sort of figure out how the prices are going to change. Uh, other ways include you can uh, go to the uh, New World store and buy cockroaches and then leave them at a location to drive the price down. Yeah. Or you can uh, go to a place that is always open in New World called the Shadow Store. 
uh, <laughs> where everything is, uh, you, you, there are like 30 cards laid out yeah, on the table. Yeah, they're like little tarot cards. Little tarot cards, and one would, will say like real estate glasses. Like they are not in any way sort of like, expo- one is just called shield, and the prices are exorbitantly high, and you don't know what it is you're buying exactly. Uh, and so, you know, you buy real estate glasses, and they're a pair of glasses you put on, and they tell you exactly how the price is going to change at the next sort of installment, right? But you don't know. One player buys something called the Shield. It's the first thing that someone buys on the show, and is trying to like keep it secret that he has bought this item. But he is handed this massive <laughs> iron shield that he then has to carry around and just like. Tell everybody like, oh yeah, it's for the sun. The shade is—it's just so hot out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so that is the thing you can do. One person buys the New Mart uh, store, and uh, in order to raise the value of it, like changes all the prices of every item that is for sale for this Nyong currency, or like mops up the floor, or takes over running the uh the the register and goes outside and starts shouting like come on in we got these new prices we got new promotions running uh which is like there's there's infinity little things like that in each game that is not outlined by any kind of rule right which no, i think could be I very know. frustrating for a lot of people who who are watching it thinking like they're just making it it's very calvin ball right and but they lean into that in a way that makes it seem so fucking fun to be yeah. a part of. Yeah, yeah, well because all the contestants they're kind of like in for the love of the game a little bit. Yeah. So like if somebody does something to sabotage them, they may kind of play at being upset or yeah. they may, you know, have a moment of being upset, but there's a general like appreciation for how crazy this game is. Right. Ultimately everybody on it is trying to make a funny TV show. And, yeah. and it is. It is hysterically funny. Like, there is no, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the, uh, just the, in this year alone of, like, watching all of these, like, reality television shows, mostly from South Korea, like, I, I the language barrier has never once, I feel like, gotten in the way of understanding kind of, like, the point of the show or having the comedy absolutely land. Because uh, we have had so many times just cackling out loud laughing at this television Well, they don't show. really reference their outside lives very much. No. That's what I think is kind of interesting is that, you know, we get told they're celebrities, but it's not like they're indicating what their real life is like. So we don't we don't get distracted by that, you know? Yeah, that is that is true. I also... Man, I can't stop thinking about this Taskmaster comparison because I feel like uh, uh, that that works for me. In this exact challenge, there's one player who doesn't buy any property the whole time, but instead follows the rumors. So there's one rumor of like, ooh, there's treasures that have been found buried in the uh, the secret garden. And people are like, okay, we're going to use that to inform our next investment. This dude just goes and gets a shovel and <laughs> yeah. starts digging around and finds treasures that he then sells for a profit. Like... It, there is so much thought that has gone into the game. So this is just one of the games. This is one day. The next day, different game. The day before that, different game. And I will say, so you are earning money, but you are also spending money because they are charging you for meals. Right. Or they are charging you if you want drinks. Or, you know, there there are opportunities to spend this money. Uh, so even if you are winning, you know, a bunch of things, you can still kind of choose to lessen your pot just to make yourself more comfortable while you're there. There is a guy on the show who in the first day loses all of his money, just goes completely bankrupt. Um, but in one of the challenges, he finds a key to a golf cart 
And this is a big island that p- people are just walking around to like do these challenges and get from point A to point B. And there are some people who are like, this sucks. I don't want to walk around anymore. So then this man who is broke but has a golf cart becomes a part-time chauffeur yeah. and they will text him on the messaging app like hey he tool um i'm heading down to the cafe uh will you come pick me up and he's like yeah uh two million young please and they'll transfer <laughs> it over to him and he'll go and get him the the characters on the show are like a uh, perfect like perfect casting i feel like by the end of the first episode i knew who like everyone was and exactly yeah. what kind of vibe they brought to it there's one woman on the show whose name i cannot remember but has like murdered me uh, with with jokes like so many times. Is she the one that like throws the biggest fits? Yeah, she, when, yeah. she's she's very uh very dramatic about stuff yeah. like that. But it's um, I I feel like it is again like there's so many moving parts to the show and they are constantly adding in more moving parts and the players are exploiting and also adding in more moving parts. It is a uh a very they are they are sort of making up they are building the plane as they are flying it it feels like at all times on the show while there is also this vibe of like this is a utopian society where like you the meals that they are buying are prepared by this like michelin star chef yeah. um it is unlike anything i've ever seen before uh and there's a a layer of meta reality on top of all of it that is like one of the challenges is a meteorite crashes into yeah the i was gonna they say to there's like, there's a lot of camera tricks that are added in after uh which kind of add to the like the, the supernatural yeah it's like magical quality like the they have the cast kind of react in a certain way so that later they can kind of add in right. more dramatic representations of what's happening. Um it's great. It's very, very good. It is so watchable too. Like we our queue of shows is just kind of piling up because all we want to watch is this is right this. now. All I can think about because it it from a like gaming perspective, I think it is hugely fascinating just because I never know what is going to happen in each episode, like how the rules are going to change and how people are going to find like these clever workarounds for them. And from a just pure entertainment value perspective, like it again, it is fucking dropped to the floor funny uh, and and I, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, there's also a new one on Netflix called Zombieverse that that woman that I talked about is also on. Oh. That is another sort of like metafictional reality show taking place in the middle of a zombie apocalypse huh. uh, that I am curious about, but I I can't give the seal of approval of that. We haven't dipped into it yet. But New yeah. World, boom. That was the sound of the seal. I hope I hope they find a way to continue to do it. Griffin and I were talking right away about like, okay, so it's an island and they have houses for everybody's specific interests. Like, how can you do multiple seasons of this yeah, show? Yeah, the production values, again, just like Physical 100 and Siren Survived the Island, through the roof. Like, this was not a cheap show to make by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but it is it is it is masterfully made and and I, for all those three shows I just mentioned, like I, I want new seasons of them every every month, uh, but every year will suffice. Please, 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 more of them. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, can I steal you away? Yeah. Griffin. Yeah. You know it's a shame. What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? 
is Factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um th- for the commercial the Super Bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain I'm Emily Heller. And I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. We've been doing our podcast for over 10 years. When we started, it was about trying to learn something new every episode. Now it's about us trying to actively get stupider. And it's working. (laughs) Hang out with us and you'll hear us chat about... Gardening. Horses. Various problems with our butts. And all the weird stuff that makes us horny. That's so weird, all that stuff. (laughs) Baby Geniuses, a show for adult idiots. Every other week on Maximum Fun. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. The following pro wrestling contest is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the ring from the Tights and Fights podcast are the baddest trio of audio, the hair to beware, Danielle Radford. It really is great here. The Brit with a permit to hit, Lindsay Cow. The queen is dead. Long live the queen. And the fast-talking, fist-clocking Hal Uplin. See, I can wrestle and be an announcer. Get ready for tights and fight. Listen every Saturday or face the pain. Find us on Maximum Fun. No ring the bell. Okay, my topic this week yes. came from uh, a bit of nostalgia 
we uh, went to a pool not long ago that had a concession stand. Yes. And I became really fixated on what items this concession stand would sell. Right. Because there are certain things that feel very much like pool summertime snacks to me. Yes. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, it kind of, it branches off a little bit, but I will say it started with Fun Dip. Fun Dip, sure. Um, because this is a this is a pool snack for me. I agree wholeheartedly. I was when I looked at this pool's concession stand, I was a agog at how they're the same ones <laughs> from the pool that I grew up going to in Huntington, West Virginia, you know, thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean it's like mostly candy and chips. Like there's a few like actual kind of But the entree. candies the, like cowtails. I don't see those anywhere else. They had, they had cowtails there? They had cowtails there. Huh. Yeah, I think I was more fixated on what our children would actually Oh, eat. right, right, right. Um, I fuck up a cowtail right now. So so I looked into uh, Fun Dip. Yes. And it actually is a St. Louis-originated snack. Wow. Um, is this Lickamade? Is that yes. the company that makes it, or is that the name of the brand? That's what it was called initially. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, so Lickamade... It was originally envisioned to be a drink mix. Okay. <laughs> that feels wild. I feel guilty for eating it then. The The idea was they were making these like fruity powders that you would put into water. Right. For kids to drink. Kind of like Kool-Aid. Right. But then someone at the lab accidentally got it on their tongue. They were like, <laughs> this is good too. Well, I think when they were testing it with kids and or when they first started selling it, they realized very quickly that kids were just eating the sugar yeah, and yeah, straight. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of moved from there. So it was Lickamade um, and became a fun dip. Um, it was, it started in St. Louis. There was a, a company um, called the Sunmark Corporation, which was founded in St. Louis in 1952. And that company was eventually bought out by Nestle and was called the Willy Wonka Candy Company. Okay. So that's like, that's, I mean, what there's a bunch is. of stuff that fits right. in that category. I feel uh, like, by the way, as the more we do this show and get into the history of like different sort of uh, corporate fields, that it's always the same, where it's like, this cereal was made by one man uh, who lived in Biloxi, and then he sold it to this guy who sold it to this uh -huh. guy, and now it's Monsanto. Like, it's yeah. all <laughs> sort of gets funneled into yeah. one or two big things. The thing I didn't realize, and this may not be true anymore, but I didn't realize the connection uh, between a number of candies that are basically all the same thing. Which is powdered sugar. It's like the snack? same kind of ingredients. So Fun Dip became Pixie Sticks. That's the same. You're telling me that's the exact same thing. Okay. Yes. I believe that. Yes. What, what I saw. And then... Pixie sticks. So the flavors of pixie sticks are. Uh, do they, they do they still make those? Because we may need to explain what pixie sticks are. They do still make them. Okay, cool. Um, I've heard that it's harder to find the giant ones. Go to a fucking Great Wolf Lodge, my man. I know. I saw it in an article. They're like, you can't. Giant pixie sticks have been discontinued, and I was like, no, they no, haven't. No, they have not. They go to the fucking Great Wolf Lodge. You can get one bigger than you are. It's like a little like paper package that's straw shaped and it's just filled with sugar yeah and you can tear off the end and dump it directly in your mouth right in your gob and then you get 
the energy you need to go roller skate. <laughs> um, so we're talking grape, orange, cherry. And then this was interesting. Maui Punch. From, from uh, For Pixie Fun Sticks. Dip? Oh, okay. Um, I don't, and Fun Dip. I don't know that. Honestly, the idea that the flavors were... I'm imagining a sort of amorphous, like, unprofilable sort of flavor when I think of Pixie Stick. Like, it's all the same. It's extremely citric acidy, but I could not tell you what fruit it is based on. So the fact that there is one that Maui is, Punch, for those curious, is blue. Okay, not what I would expect. That's what they call blue. Okay. All right. Man, I want a Pixie Stick right now, and I don't know why. I feel like it would hurt my teeth actively as a man of my age and stature. Um, you know what's funny? I was curious about the nutrition information for Pixie Sticks. Can't wait. Uh, 11 grams of protein. I do not know how or where it comes from. So I looked it up. 60 calories. Serving size, seven straws. No. Can you imagine? Each, they're like nine, like nine calories each per straw. Can you imagine eating seven pixie sticks just I mean, back yes. to back? Yeah. Really? I mean, I mean, yes. When I was, when I was a boy and I needed <laughs> roller skate energy to go faster on my roller skates and win the roller skate race. Um, but that's the only context in which I would eat seven. Uh, nowadays, I think eating one pixie stick is like. Yeah. To me, that's to me that is tantamount to eating just a packet of ketchup. It's like I need oh, something. Okay. Else. That's why I like about Fun Dip is Fun Dip. You at least have like the texture of the stick in there. Yeah, that you, are uh -huh. dip, that you are dipping, and the stick is gross, and no one likes it. But as a vehicle, as a scooper for that sweet powder, um, it does its job well. Pixie sticks apparently used to come with a spoon. I think that's like the transition between Fun Dip and Pixie Stick. To me, that starts to get into the layer of like drug paraphernalia. <laughs> if I see someone with a tiny little spoon that they used to, oh, that's good. That's a that's 100% uncut Maui punch right there. <laughs> Which also sounds Which like also the name sounds of a drug. Like a type of drug. Yeah, so I found a 2019 article um, that was created at the KSDK NBC affiliate in St. Louis. Um that talks about the evolution of, you know, from Fun Dip to Pixie Stick and then onward. Okay. Now, I don't know if the recipes are exactly the same across these candies, but the suggestion is that after Pixie Sticks, they compressed that powder into a tablet and made sweet tarts. I believe it. And that seem right? That seems, that feels right in my mouth. Next added a sugar shell on the outside, sprees. Now that I can't rock with. Chewy sprees I'll rock with, not regular old sprees. I, I feel like <laughs> just thinking about eating those hurts my teeth a lot. Yeah, those yeah. Are some, those, those boys are fucking hard. I just, I, I, I was kind of fascinated because I, one, I never really associated any of these candies with others. I mean, obviously no. they're all just sugar. Right. But I didn't think of them as like the same flavor profile. Right. Pixie sticks, like part of what appeals to me about them is their sugar, but they also have this like citric acid right. tart quality right. to them. And so once I like realized that, I was like, oh, okay, sweet tarts. Yeah, that, no, that does make sense. And then Spreeze Spree was a surprise. Yeah. But we can't do anything with Spreeze. Spreeze is the end of the line, right? They can't do anything more to Spreeze. I don't know. Are there gummy Spreeze? There's Chewy Spreeze. The Chewy Spreeze are great. No, I do like a Chewy. Sour Spreeze, I think, are a thing. I would believe that, yeah. 
I love candy so much. <laughs> yeah, I was excited to bring this segment because I know that you're a real sugar enthusiast. Yeah. Part of what made me think of this, too, is that uh, Little Son has gotten really into lollipops lately. Yeah. And what he does, and this is not crazy, and I'm kind of allowing it um, because we have so many of these dum-dums. Yeah. Um, he will enjoy a dum-dum for about 10 seconds, and then he will demand a different flavor. Yeah. He'll just leave it lying wherever. Yeah. Our uh, living room is <laughs> speckled with uh, tiny little sticky dots all, uh-huh. all around the room where he will just lay a dum-dum down. Every time I hand him one, I think about how with Big Sun, we used to be like, oh, you can't, you can't have a dum-dum at 8 a.m. Are you kidding? And how now with Second Sun, I'm just like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're very tired now. (laughs) And also knowing that he will never finish one. Yeah. I feel like, oh, this isn't, it's not like he's eating like a whole bowl of sugar. He's just. Now, as a result, I will not let him dip into daddy's secret stash of Chupa Chups. Because that's, that's, dum-dums are so small. Dum-dums are so small. You waste a dum-dum, it's like, not great, but like, whatever. If he took (laughs) one lick of a chupa-chup and then left the other, the remaining 11 grams of chupa-chup lying around to be discarded, no way. Can I tell you, like, you told me where they were located. Uh Uh-huh. And I saw them the other day when I was putting some things away. Yeah. I can't even reach that shelf. Yeah. Like, they're very much yours. I can't get up there. Is that true? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. Okay, yeah. well. I'll... I opened the door and I saw them on the shelf and I was like, I would need a stepladder. They're very high up. They're okay, very well, safe. Put this, I want you to be able to enjoy the Chupa Chups with me because they're so good. I've been eating them nonstop since I did that <laughs> second on it. I've been living so good this past couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's, that's Pixie Six slash Fun Dip. Slash sweet tarts slash freeze. Um, rank those. Ooh, yeah. Here, here's why I called it a pool snack. I, uh, I've never purchased these. Um, I don't choose them in a bowl of Halloween candy. No. Um, but I, I definitely have a fondness for it. I remember buying pixie sticks at the little like penny candy yeah. store. Um, number one. Best of the best is, I mean, probably sprees. Sweet tarts, really? I don't really like. Wait, sweet tarts. I'm getting those confused with Smarties. No, 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 not Smarties. Sweet tarts. Sweet tarts are like sort of bottle cap shaped. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, I think I would still say sprees. Wow. I'm thinking of chewy sprees. Chewy sprees kick ass, sure, but that's yeah. Okay, if we're if we're lumping in chewy sprees, sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, my least favorite in the bunch is, um, probably, probably Sweet Tarts, actually. Wow. I don't think I like them very much. Okay. Um, Pixie Sticks and Fun Dip, it's almost hard to really draw a distinction. It's like, do you, it's like asking if you want to drink like straight up or on the rocks. It's whether or not you like that little candy stick. And I do actually like that candy stick in the Fun Dip. Yeah. So I might have Balances to put that Balances it out. Above. It's a mellow flavor. It's mm-hmm. gross, but it's mellow. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I just like the idea that you like moisten the the, the fun dip. I don't want to say moisten the stick. Um, so I'm, you just did. So I'm going to say you moisten. You already said it. I mean, you ripped the bandaid. <laughs> you already said it. And you use that dampness to get the powder. Yeah, like, yeah. That's just clever. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Hey, do you want to know what our friends at home are talking about? Okay. 
Sarah says, my small wonder is toddler report cards. My two-year-old gets learning stories every month from his daycare that celebrate wonderful things such as finding a worm or being brave enough to go down the big slide. The most recent one outlines a learning plan based on his interest in, quote, feeding the dinosaur leaves and sand. It feels good to know he's spending his time with people who are encouraging him to explore the world on his own terms. And when an email pops into my inbox with a subject line like, master of the bridge, I know I'm in for some warm fuzzies. That's so great. That's really, really, really really, really super great. We were so excited just about photos. Yes. Uh, I can't imagine getting like little discreet stories. Yeah. That'd be would, great. Yeah, that would that would hit so right. Allison says, my wonderful thing is free summer concerts. A couple weeks ago, Indigo D'Souza, who I discovered through this podcast, played a free show in Brooklyn, and it was so nice to sit outside and listen to some great music with my friends. Oh, I bet that's great. That is nice. I always forget that that's like a perk of summertime, these yeah. like outdoor concert free Yeah, we things. didn't really do that this summer here in D.C. We didn't really look into that. Not that we did it a ton in Austin, but like, I don't know. I remember our, my first summer in Austin, we all went to a Los, Los Lonely Boys concert um, uh-huh. out on the on, I mean, it's, on the green. I mean, it's different when you have children, right? Because yeah, they hate Los Lonely Boys. I don't know why. <laughs> How far is heaven? Like, is a bop. I don't know why they disagree with that. Um, thank you so much to Bowen and Augustus for these for our theme song, Money Won't Pay. We'll find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you so much to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows that are on there. Um, you're going to find one that you really do vibe with. You, you, I promise you. I promise you that. Uh, we got some shows coming up in Seattle uh, at the end of the month. If you're going to be there for PAX West, come see Mabim Bam and Taz. Uh, and then in uh, New York and Philly in October, we're coming up there around New York Comic Con time. So um, you can get tickets and all the info at McElroy.family. We have merch over at McElroyMerch.com. Um, so go check that out as well uh that's it for this episode thank you so much for listening and um and i'll see you later do you want to say do you want to say bye uh thanks thanks for coming thanks for coming uh hope to see you again soon we'll get the door for you here you go Uh, (laughs) i knew you were gonna do that Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.